all throughout the New Testament, we would find that Paul, James, Peter, Jude, and John called themselves the slave of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, Moses, Caleb, Joshua, Job, David, Isaiah, and even the Messiah himself in Isaiah 42.1 were called servants and slaves. So this is not for Jesus to say that you are not a servant of God or you're not a slave of God or a servant of mine. He's saying, not only do I look at you in this way to be a follower of Jesus, but I look to you as a friend to gain the inside scoop. And so as he shares this with them, this is going to show great things of what Jesus is going to share. I love and appreciate that very same thing. You know, in our thoughts about how God works in our life, the question often comes up, am I, am I even doing the right thing? Am I headed in the right direction? Am I following his will for my life? And so often we think that the will of God is this mystery that God's kind of like trying to give us a clue here and a clue there and hoping that we'll figure it out. And so often it really bogs our mind down to think, oh, I hope I don't miss the mark. I hope I end up where God wants me to be. And I think even Taylor and I studying this book, and it, it helps us with the providence of God, the sovereignty of God, but then choices that we make on our end that help us to remain sensitive to the leading of God in our life. And so when you come to this text or this context, we would find that Jesus is giving us that guidance as a friend to look to him for that wisdom and that leading to say where I am, Lord, I remain humbled and open. Continue to show me and lead me where to go. And so when Jesus says to his disciples that he sees them as friends, and he says, for all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. And so what a great privilege of being the friend of God is that of learning to know God better and to getting to know his secrets. Recently, I was reminded about the whispers of God. Have you ever thought about the whispers of God in your life? Have you ever been still long enough and quiet long enough to hear the whispers of God in your heart? Sometimes those common moments where you're just wondering what is next and God reminds you that he's not going to leave you and he's never forsaken you. It may be in that moment of great despair and the quietness of your heart that you just have to be reminded that God cares for you in every part that he doesn't want harm to be in your life, but that though difficulties may come, he's always still only good. I think that song was very appropriate tonight to remind us that as we look back in our life in the intense moments of heartache and, and in, the, uh, in the moments of doubt and fear, that we have the assurance that God is good and he's going to walk through us. We just have to make sure that we hear the whispers of God every step of the way. Oswald Sanders said this, each of us is as close to God as we choose to be. Every, each of us is as close to God as we choose to be. Verse 16, the last thought. He says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. So love is a response to what has already been extended to us. In 1 John four nineteen, John would write, we love him because he first loved us. And it was a true reversal of the customary Jewish practice you see, the Jewish practice would have been that disciples would have gone looking for a rabbi. They, the disciples, the followers, the ones who wanted to learn and to be poured into would have gone looking to a rabbi and requesting to follow them. But you remember all through the New Testament account of the life of Christ that Jesus went to choose his disciples. 
remember where he would find them. He would find them doing just normal tasks and normal things. He would find them in the midst of their passions. And he would call them away to follow him. With no hesitation and with no reservation and with no doubt, the men would leave their nets behind. They would leave their tax collecting tables behind. They would leave their practices and their professions, their passions and everything that defined who they were, left it all behind to follow after Jesus. Why? Because Christ extended his love toward them. And when he loved them and chose them, their immediate respond was that they were expressing the sincere love back to the extension that was shown to them. And so they would now go and bring forth fruit. In this verse, it says that I have chosen you and ordained you or appointed you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain and abide that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name he may give it you. And by the way, this is Jesus' words, and that's why the practice has come to about in our prayers that we pray in Jesus' name. You ever wonder that? Um, our prayer is directed to God the Father as the one hearing our prayer, as Jesus exhibited that in the Lord's Prayer. But then it is prayed in the name of Christ, as he would say here to his disciples, whatever is asked of the Father in my name, and he may give it to you. So the Christian life is not a, a spectator sport for us just to watch it fly by. It is not just something for us to idly sit and let others pass by on the experience that we have had. When we proclaim the gospel, those who respond to God's invitation that to become a fruit that will remain eternally becomes something that is given to our account. Now, I remember a few years back... Um, I had a God-appointed uh, moment. It was really a God-ordained moment. Uh, maybe four years ago, it was in the front yard of our house, and my task for the day was to remove the shrubs from the flower beds. Now, I remember looking at that task as being something that I was pretty excited about. My task at hand was to remove these shrubs, take them out of the flower bed completely, and put them at the side of the road so that the trash man could come, take them away forever. Didn't want to see them again. They were 16 years old. They were beat up. They were old. They were dying. They just were ugly bushes, ugly shrubs. So I took on the challenge to dig them out and put them to the curb so that they could be carried away. But there was a neat lesson for me to learn that day as I dealt with these 16-year-old shrubs. Most of the bushes were coming out very easily as I would take my shovel and put it into the dirt and work my way all the way around, and then I would get under it one more time and pull it out, grab that shrub and take it off to the road, getting dirty and all of that good stuff, and I felt very masculine and successful. There was even a couple of bushes that needed a little bit of tug, but I thought, these guns and these biceps, no task at hand, grabbed those shrubs, pulled them out, took care of them. After the second bush, I realized not all of them were going to be as easily removed. As I began to dig around some of the bushes that just seemed to not cooperate, I would find out that as those roots got into the ground, they would go in a lot of different direction, forming a lot more roots. It was not just one little root that went into the ground. Whoop, see, here you go. This was something that was very firm in where they were. And so it took a lot of work 
It took a lot to finally remove those shrubs. And the lesson that I learned from that was how difficult it should be in my own life that I am abiding and rooted in Christ, that love would be produced in me so that if any storm tries to come and rattle my cage, and if anybody were to come to try to uproot me from what I believe, if anything were to try to come and take me away and cause me to be set aside as if I'm not worth anything or useful, that I could find that my root system is embedded so deep and abiding so strongly that nothing will ever shake me. You see, that's that abiding in Christ that is going to produce that authentic love. I'm reminded by 1 Corinthians 15. You know the verse. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hey, Christian, people may not recognize that you're trying to be a loving person. Some people, that may even rub them the wrong way. Some people may think you're just kind of being a fake or a phony with your expression of love. But you stay rooted. You stay abiding in Christ. You allow the vine to do its nutrient work in your life so that you'll be cultivated to a strong, healthy place so that you can develop more of these spiritual friendships the friendship that we have with Jesus Christ. Abide in Christ and produce that authentic love.